Yes, sir. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in today. It has been a snowy couple of days. I hope you're okay. I hope you did not hurt your back while shoveling. I hope you did not lose your power. I hope you had warm drinks to keep you warm. I hope you had storm chips. I hope Well, you know, I hope for a lot of things, but that's not the point here. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Eagle Energy. Eagle Energy is a plant-based caffeine inhaler, which provides you with an effective and fast-acting energy boost. Listen, people, bottom line, if you're trying to cut out those high sugary monster energy drinks that take 30, sometimes 45 minutes, and not even to mention they're not healthy for you, if you're trying to cut that out of your diet... Eagle Energy is the product for you. I use it first thing in the morning when I want to get a quick start to my day, a little jump, a little bolt, same thing. Uh, I use it, my friends use it, my parents use it. Remember, everyone that's worried about you know the no sugar intake, no calories, that's perfect for you. Eagle Energy has no sugar, has no calories, it's plant-based, so it's healthy. You can talk to all your friends about it, say how you're plant-based. It's a great product. It wakes me up in the morning. It allows me to stay focused on the tasks at hand, and more importantly, it allows me to finish my tasks at hand. And starting the high button here, there's definitely been a lot of tasks, so I have to thank Eagle Energy for that. So thank you very much to Eagle Energy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Uh, welcome back. Like I said in the intro there, there's, uh, there's been, it's been a storm day. Don't let the... Actually, it's been, a, it's been two days in a row. Sunday and Monday have both... Uh, have both come down with a lot of snow, but we bought this new, uh, my parents bought, um, a snowblower and my God, I absolutely love that thing. One, it gets the job done within 15, 20 minutes, which, which is amazing. You don't hurt your back. Uh, it's, it's loud, but whatever it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, one thing I will say about it, which isn't, you know, I love helping out neighbors. There's nothing wrong with helping out neighbors, but I feel bad because there's people in our, on our street that want to use it. You can tell they look while they're shoveling. They they use their gestures they're like, oh, then you know, nice nice snowblower. And don't get me wrong, I don't mind helping anyone. But you know, we live on a street with maybe a cul-de-sac with. I didn't mean to sound pretentious there when I said cul-de-sac, but it is a cul-de-sac. Is are cul-de-sacs pretentious? Whatever. That's not what I was trying to say. Even if they were, just know that I wasn't trying to sound pretentious by saying call the sack i'd love to help everyone with the snowblower trust me it's it's fun to use it's a machine it's just like mowing a lawn like you know those uh lawn mowers that push themselves they're fantastic well this snowblower it pushes itself it's it's effortless the snow flies up it's fantastic there was definitely a couple incidences because when the snow flies up it flies up it goes and it can go onto other people's driveways or other people's lawns. I guess it doesn't matter if the snow goes onto the lawn, onto the lawn, but it definitely matters if it goes onto someone's driveway because that means they have to shovel more snow. Snow that I took from my own driveway and flew on over to my neighbor's driveway. So you definitely have to aim the the shooter, the shooter of the snower, the shooter of the snow out. You have to direct it in a responsible way. And sometimes that might mean turning the machine off and making sure that it's aiming in the most appropriate way because the last thing you want is to ruin a relationship with the neighbor by flinging too much snow over there that's that's not what I want but with all that being said uh it was a great uh first experience with me and the snowblower obviously as I get older with age I'm not going to be able to shovel as well even though I'm only 27 hopefully I'll be able to shovel shovel for more years to come 
but uh, I'm telling you that that snowblower. It's. It, I'm not gonna say changed my life, but you know when you wake up and you see a bunch of snow and you're like, for God's sakes, I gotta get out and I gotta I gotta start shoveling. To be honest with you, I kind of look forward to the next uh, the next snowfall. It's fun. It's uh, it is enjoyable. Maybe maybe you could start a business out of this. Like that's like the new millennial way. You know how kids would come knocking on your door back in the day, like, "Hello, do you mind if I, uh, you know, I'll shovel your driveway? Give me ten bucks, fifteen bucks." Now, you'll have kids show up to your door with snowblowers. You'll get the job done in 20 minutes faster 20 minutes did i say that correctly you'll get the job done 20 minutes faster and you'll be able to move on to the next house so i'm not really good at math here but let's say you do 20 houses in no that that's not realistic let's say you do 10 houses charge 20 as 20 dollars a house that's 200 dollars talk about that math uh, you know, that's $200 in a day and 10 houses that you could probably get 10 houses done in an hour. If you live on a cul-de-sac, not to sound pretentious, but you know what I mean? So young kids out there, if you're looking to start a little entrepreneurship, uh, gig on the side and you don't know what to do, save up for a snowblower. Oh, but then again, you got to get the snowblower around. So you got to buy a truck to get the snowblower on the truck. Yeah, that could add up. Well, anyways, good luck with whoever's trying to start that business. I tried my best for you. But like I said, you get the you get the houses done quicker, you get the driveways done quicker, and you make more money, but you need the truck. It's almost like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer and Newman try to beat the system by bringing bottles down to Maine because you get more bang for every bottle. And then they finally beat the system due to the fact that on Mother's Day, you get a free truck. Newman gets the free truck. They cut out an expense. So essentially, if you can get, if you can find a way to get a free truck to put the snowblower on, I bet you can make a killing. I bet you could. Anyways, enough about uh, enough about that. Let's get to today's guest. I'm very excited about this guest. Uh, this guest has been recommended to come on the podcast probably uh, four or five times. Five, four or five people have reached out to me uh, recommending. This individual will come on, uh, Stefan Strecko. He is a cystic fibrosis fighter. He is a testicular cancer survivor, and he is spreading awareness and positivity about living with a chronic disease. I just read his Instagram bio. I looked at all of his pictures and his videos. The guy is absolutely ripped. Uh, living with the disease, I know nothing about that. And to be quite honest with you, cystic fibrosis, I don't know much about that disease uh, either, but that's why we have guys like Stefan to come on the podcast and educate me and educate you, the listeners. Maybe you don't know much about it either. Uh, it's going to be a great podcast. I'm excited about this. Hi, Button. You know what comes next. All right, Stefan, thanks for joining the, the podcast, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. This is the latest I've ever done a podcast, so I'm excited to a little late night work. It's the roads, man. Yeah. Though the roads it's, are delaying uh, everyone. I know. So your dad was going out or he was coming in? Coming in from Montreal. And uh, yeah, he was one of the only flights that I think got in tonight. But it's just, wow. it was slick out there. So I've never, that's never happened to me. Like just coming into a city and that's happened. I've been lucky, fortunate. Yeah, it, was, man, it, was, yeah, it was bad tonight. Would and it got cold. It froze up. So I know. So right before everyone that's listening, right before you got here, I was trying to close the shed door and the top of the shed door is just pure ice. So it's catching the top and it won't shut. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, very yeah. top. So like it's just, I have a bunch of equipment in we there. You gotta scrape the top of it. So to... after I gotta like melt the ice or something like that. I don't yeah, know. I gotta yeah. figure out how to get Chip it shut. It off. So what's up, man? How's life? Life's good, man. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I can't complain, man. Yeah. Things uh relatively speaking, man, things are really good, you know. Got a lot to be thankful for and yeah. Things are good, man. Yeah. I always ask that question at the beginning of the podcast. I say, how's life? And I know you're you're dealing with uh, cystic fibrosis. Yeah. And I feel like that question has a lot more meaning to you. How's life? Most totally, people man. take that and they just go, hey, you know, it's good. Just shooting the shit. Did this last totally, week. Man. But I feel a guy like you every day, every second, every minute, you, you take, you know, you take it with. Uh, Dude, for sure. You live in the moment, I guess I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, it's just, you know, it's like for me, it's all about perspective. And, um, I know like before this, we were talking about just like you were asking how to, uh, like keep your head up and like push through things. And it's just like, I find, you know, living with a disease, it's, uh, like it's subconsciously just installed in you to like kind of live like that vicariously, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just like my tolerance for stuff is so much higher now that just like all the kind of smaller stuff you deal with or just day to day things are just amplified and, and just seem better, like more positive because you know, you have some bad times, but then re- that really like influences how uh, good some things are. So like when things are going good in life, you like really appreciate them, you know? That's cool. And like, you don't have to have anything like big even happen, man. Like just cool day to day stuff. Like, so give me like an example of like the, the most recent thing that you're just like, wow, that's amazing. Man, like just uh, like just be able to have have like, I don't know, good workouts, man. Yeah. Where I'm not feeling sick, like uh, feeling good in the mornings. Usually I feel like crap in the mornings. Just like little stuff like that, man. Um. Like being off uh, something with with cystic fibrosis that you got to be an, on antibiotics a lot yeah. to clear up infections. So just like man, being longer off antibiotics does that affect your mood? Uh, man, antibiotics have a lot of like weird um, side effects too. Like they affect your your gut bacteria. They do affect your mood, your your energy. Yeah. So just like being off those for like a significant amount of time. Yeah. It uh, you just feel like a lot better. Yeah, and just like. Just even being able to like ski, like I was out playing some hockey, like this, Were you? this, you know that that outdoor rink out in BP, Bootler's yeah. Point. No, it's got there's this, so many lakes right now that are yeah, just amazing. It's got this amazing outdoor rink, man, just lit up with lights and just even doing cool stuff like that on the weekends, man. It's just, yeah, just feel you know appreciative to do cool stuff like that, you know. Do you find when you're doing these cool things, you almost do them to take your mind off everything else, or do you do it just out of the pure love of just being an, an active guy? Um. Yeah, more or less, like, just the, the love of just, like, doing stuff. Well, I was looking um, at your Instagram. You just seem like you're an active guy. You just seem like you're out and about, never really yeah. sitting at home. Yeah, and, like, you know what? I don't really do it to take my mind off things because I'm so kind of used to the day-to-day um, lifestyle, I guess, of living with a chronic illness. Yeah. Um, like, I've had some points where, like, things have gotten pretty rough or, like, there's been, like, a lot, of, like, a lot going on in my life. Yeah. And, like, at that time, it's, like, important to do stuff like that. But in times like right now where I'm feeling good and like health wise, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing good. Like the day to day stuff living with CF, it's not like, uh, like I need to really like do much to like distract myself. If like, cause that's, that's normal to me, you know, like it's, it's a lot, but it's like, it's just, it's my normal life. So it's like, you know, like you don't need to do stuff in your day to day life that to, to take stuff off your normal yeah. kind of routine. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. How old were you when you found out about this? Um, man, so super young. So it was, uh, so I got diagnosed when I was six months old. Yeah. Wow. So like, so, so how um, do your parents, so, so, so how do, yeah. So how do your parents take care of you 
at six months old with that disease. How yeah, does that so work? Like, yeah, so like initially, so CF is a, is a genetic disease, right? Is it? I yeah, didn't know that. So it's passed. So like the way your diagnosis, you have like two almost carrier parents of like the genetic defect. Okay. And when you have two carriers that come together, you get a baby with it. Or you get chances of a baby with it, I should say. So wait a second. Both of your parents have? So they, they don't have CF, but they carry a gene. Really? So like if you, if you have a carrier of the gene and a non-carrier, there's no chance your, your kid's going to have CF. But randomly... Out, no. Like the chances of them, that's how it happens, right? So like you have two people that... And they didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. So so wow. two people that have um, the carrier gene, I think it's 25% chance you have CF and maybe... I have to look up the odds, but but it's it's there's, there's a percentage when you have two carriers, you're not guaranteed to have CF. Yeah. But there's a big chance that your kids are going to have CF. So... Wow. Yeah. So... um. So like in the first six months, um, like I was like crying all the time, right? Um, one of the big parts of CF is uh, is you get problems with your digestive system, because that's another uh, big like or organ or body part CF effects. Yeah. So like, um, so my pancreas doesn't produce digestive enzymes. So when I'm eating as a kid, all the food that I'm eating isn't getting um, digested and absorbed. Yeah. So I'm having like these horrible cramps as a baby. But I'm just like crying all the time, right? Did your parents know at the time, or they're like, "Okay, we got to take this kid to the doctor exactly. and see what's wrong." Exactly. Yeah, they were like, "He's just crying like abnormally, like he's like up all night." So, and then the way you test for CF, it, you do a sweat test because people with CF actually excrete more salt in their sweat. Wow. So you almost take like a a dab of sweat, analyze it, yeah. and mine was really salty, and that's that's how I was diagnosed. Yeah. Wow. So like, yeah, it's it's just been like. It's just been my whole life, right? Well, it's it's an interesting perspective due to the fact that some people live their whole life. Let's say, you know, I know you've, you've had testicular cancer as well, but yep. let's say you are 16 and, you know, you get that call from the doctor. Listen, you have CF. That's a tough call to take. But since you've had it since you were six months of age or was aware yeah. of it, you know, you've lived with it your whole life and never exactly. really got that call. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just been like ingrained into me since I was young. Like I've never known anything else, right? So but like that's, that's kind of a blessing. It is in, yeah. in a way. It's yeah. just no, it you totally just, is. You've had it your whole life. Well, because you're not you're not given that like big di- diagnosis of a of a illness or like a chronic illness. L- yeah. Like you said, like uh, you mentioned, like the cancer was like that was a lot different for me than CF. How old were you when that uh, came about? Uh, that was when I was 20, 20, uh, 20 years old. Yeah, in, in in university, and that and like like. I'm so used to having CF, even though that's, CF is probably, uh, I wouldn't say it's worse. It's just different. You know, like the, CF is no cure. You're not beating CF. Right. Um, but like the cancer was just like, so out of the blue. And that's just like, like you said, like when you're not prepared for that and you, um, yeah, it, it was just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Not when you're not, when you're not used to something like my baseline was being used to having CF as weird as that sounds, that's not a big deal to me anymore. Cause I'm so used to it. But then when, you get it, like you said, like getting a diagnosis out of the blue, it's like... And now you have to take care of the cancer part as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <sighs> the two of them, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So how do you stay mentally stable? Like, how do, how do you just... I guess I, I'm already asking these questions too, like early in the podcast. I guess I could ask no, it a man, million yeah. different ways. No, we but can dive in, yeah. It's... Okay, for, <laughs> for example, I have uh, like a cyst behind my ear. I thought it was not a cyst. It's not even a cyst. It's a... What did they say it was on the... I forget what the guy said it was. It's like a bunch of blood cells that have built up. Okay. And yeah. um, I had to go in and get a CAT scan about a month ago. Yeah. And I got the call Hated, actually. Eh? What? Going in for stuff like that. Oh, stressful God. as hell. 
So I go in there and, uh, you know, I get it done. He calls me like a week later, which was ended up being two days ago. And he goes, listen, Justin, it's not assist. And there was three seconds in between that when he said it's not assist that he paused. Your heart started racing? My life flashed before my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Not that I did get scared. But my life, he did, but then at the end, he was just like, you know what? No, it's it's not cancer. It's just uh, it's blood cells that have built up. But with those three seconds where he paused, my whole life flashed in front of me, dude. Well, man, like and, you, okay. you, you, you will never get a, a bigger like uh, like kick in the ass or like perspective changer than like even even like a big diagnosis or something. But when when you feel your health is compromised in in such a, like a, a potentially serious way, yeah, like it really makes you. Like priorities, like you said, like it, your life almost like flash like in front of your eyes. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So when you got that call, if you don't mind me asking, I just don't want you to get too emotional. If you do Not feel a, dude, free, no, man, I, but honestly, what did you do when you got I'm that call? Book, man, I love talking about this Good, stuff. Man. Like, what, yeah. what did you do when you got the call? Uh, so like the cancer one in specific. Yeah. Like I'm sure you. Well, yeah. So there was like a bunch of lead up to it or yeah. not a bunch of lead up, but like, um, there's a moment though when they say the word cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So like I had to go in for like a pretty immediate ultrasound of one of my testicles because um because it was like super abnormal i was putting it off for a while in the first place yeah and then uh so like the first time i knew something was bad was uh i had gotten that ultrasound yeah. and i think i got called like the same day to go in oh. and i was in class and i was just like like immediately like your heart just drops you get like you get like tunnel vision you know yeah like everything around you is just like it's yeah. almost like a ring in your ears, you know. You can't really like focus on anything. Um, <laughs> it's sick. it's actually crazy, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So then, um, so this was just like from the family doctor I walked into. They're like, uh, they just, just asked me to come in, right? And I was thinking, like, like Jesus, this must be bad if I'm coming in like two hours later. But uh, I was also just like trying to mentally keep myself like sane. I was like, it's all good. Like they just want to clear this up. Like, there's no point to wait. Yeah. Like, give me the good news. And then I came in and, um, like, same thing. Like, you said when you pause, like, I was in that waiting room and, dude, like, you just, like, are thinking about nothing. Nothing. It's just, like, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy feel. You can't really explain it until you go through it, right? But it's, um, like, your life is just, like, on hold almost. Like, there's, you can't, like, like I said, you can't think of anything else. Like, you have tunnel vision. Yeah. So I was sitting there and he comes out. And like immediately, like his body language, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, man!" The body language, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> he just like slowly sat down. I was like, "Jesus, man!" And he was just, uh, and just like very slowly, he was like, "So like," he said something along the lines like, uh, "Like you have a mass on one of your testicles." Because the thing is, they'll never say it's cancer. Yeah. Because um, there's like different kinds of like tumor growths, so you can have like cancers and non-cancers. So like until they test that, they can't really just say it's cancer. But like a mass, regardless, like you're going to have to treat it one way or another. Like that's so like. Was he chucking a bunch of medical terms at you that you didn't understand? Because that's um, what happened to me. I, I I had to get him to step back and be like, okay, what, yeah. what does this mean in, in my term? What is Yeah, this he didn't really. I just remember he said he he was just like, there's a mass there, a big mass. And I was <laughs> you like, had to chuck in the word big. Yeah, eh? I was like, Jesus, man, that's not good. But then um, like when you say like medical terms, I had to go see like... um like a specialist after that, mm. like probably the next day too. Mm. And that's when, like you said, like it started getting like very technical Yeah, and just like, I'd have to get like the watered down version. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was like, they didn't find out it was cancerous until, uh, I had my testicle removed. Mm. So like I'm a part of the one nut club now. <laughs> <laughs> right Proud on. of it. Yeah. But, um, 
proud of it. Yeah, because like I don't know, they have a thing where um, like a biopsy, you like pull part of the, ca- the the tumor out to test it. Yeah. But when you do that, there's risk of it spreading. So they're like, if it's if it's like contained to one kind of like, yeah. I guess like organ or in my case like one testicle, yeah. they just like often just remove it anyways, oh, yeah. just to like lessen the chances, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, like that that diagnosis was probably like. Man, of all the bad days I've had with, like, CF and everything, like, I think that one day, like, beat them all. Like, it was a bad day. But, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, like, it's a cliche. Shit happens. But, like, it just went up from there. Like, I was going to say, like, outside of that, life must be, like, if you have a job and you're going through a tough time in the job, it feels like you could take on the world, do anything. Yeah. Like, if you can beat that and deal with CF your entire life, I feel like a little problem in your day-to-day activity would just be absolutely nothing compared yeah. to the the regular person yeah exactly. you find that a lot yeah well like that was almost the thing like i said like earlier about like just my tolerance for stuff now is just like a lot like a lot higher wow. so like yeah like i've just i just found like i've been exposed to like such like almost like high levels of chaos like yeah. a lot before that like well, what do you mean high levels of, just because are you talking about yeah, the... just like cancer just okay, like okay, cf okay. in general just okay. like just those are such like uh bigger problems to me compared to anything that's really going on in my life that it's just like anything that happens now like like you said like a problem at work or like relationship stuff it's not that i don't care about that stuff but it's just like the magnitude of those problems comparatively to like a crisis in your own health is just like so small that it's almost like it's almost good it's like ironically made me a more like relaxed person just going through day-to-day life Mm. because you're almost just like subconsciously like this stuff like uh you just shouldn't get worked up about that if it's, you know, it's like, unless it's, it's a serious problem, like, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but just like, yeah, just the small stuff doesn't seem so big, well, yeah. you know, well, if that makes, if that makes sense. No, it makes tons of sense. Tons of people should have that perspective on life, but unfortunately yeah. they don't. Yeah. The most little thing, like I'm sure there's people today that are pissed off. There's a snowstorm. I'm sure you wake up, say, let's build <laughs> yeah. a fort or something like that. You just yeah, have a different it's just outlook. Like, it's all good. Like. And you don't get worked out about that stuff. So outside of all that, what do you like to do for activity? I saw you were boxing on your on your Instagram page. Yeah. How long have you been boxing? Uh, you look a, legit. Yeah, about a year now, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, hopefully, like I, I, I'm planning to do, like, a, my first amateur fight in oh. the next few months. How old are you? 26. Cool. Yeah. But, like, that's just, it's a cool, I just think it's a cool accomplishment. Um, I've always been interested in, like, I always just love watching MMA or boxing. Yeah. And uh, so I started doing it last May. So that's like, I do that a lot now, like three or four days a week. It's super, super fun. Do you have anyone that you look up to in the boxing or MMA community? Like a, a fighter that you like? Um, Like locally or just in general? Just in general. I, yeah, I've like, uh, I don't know. I just have like favorite fighters that I watch. You know, like uh, I watched like Robbie Lawler over the weekend. Um, I just watched like the pass card. Mm. Uh, Cody Garbrandt's a sick fighter. He got knocked out, but it's all good. <laughs> You know uh, Gavin Tucker? Um, yeah, man. He he actually trains um, at our boxing gym a lot. Oh, does he? Yeah. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He's yeah, a, that'd be sick. He says he just, he's training all day, every day. It's hard he, to get him in I think in he was here. down in Vegas like uh, recently. Oh, was he? At the UFC like institute. They have they have a... Like, oh, yeah. Like a state-of-the-art like, training facility. I remember watching... the. You ever watch those UFC and B videos on YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember watching Conor McGregor before he fought Floyd Mayweather, and he was always in there. He That's where he trained most of the time. Yeah. Some crazy state-of-the-art stuff they have right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, Gavin, uh, he comes into our gym, like, just at a spar and, like, 
do some stuff when he's getting ready with one of our head trainers. So like, yeah. I've actually seen him quite a bit, but yeah, he's a, uh, I remember seeing him fight when he was here in Halifax and like, Oh, at the Metro Center. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah. That was sick. It was just like such an electric vibe in, in the Scotiabank Center. Cause he was like, cause he was from Halifax. Yeah, was I like remember hometown boy. I remember finding out like in the, the first round he was from Halifax and then I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who he was before that. And then I remember watching him and then it's going, all right, I'm into this fight. And then he dominated the fight. I don't know who he fought, but yeah, he, he did work. He looked good. Yeah. His movement's crazy. He, he was kind of really getting good. like cocky at the end. He was just not cocky, but like yeah. he's very, you know what I mean? Yeah. He put on a show though. He like did. everyone was like, everyone was hyped about it. Yeah. It was it was super sick. So how does that work if you want to fight amateur boxing? Like, do you just, do you have a trainer? Yeah, so, like, we have a head trainer, and then, like, uh, the gym we go to, like, takes really good care of the fighters, which is actually a really nice thing. So, like, they don't really, like, th- throw you into any situations, I guess, that, give, like... Give me an example of taking care of a fighter. What does that mean? Like, I mean, so, like, I didn't even start start sparring until I was, like, six or, like, six months in, just because, like, I had to build that, like, almost, like, that foundation of, like, just like primary stuff to do with boxing because i came in because like um last year when i came in i just came came in after like a I, I used to compete in powerlifting too last last year and so i came in off of that like it's which is a totally different kind of shape and like they knew like how like i'm like a pretty athletic guy i've done a lot of sports growing up but like i was in no way ready to fight at that point so like they were just really good at like um letting you develop first and kind of like like being like slow and easy with you and then kind of like uh, when you have all that developed so far and then slowly working on you like start sparring and whatnot and then like even now it's like I'm not in a huge rush to get a fight and like nor am I gonna are they gonna let me take one with like some guy that has a lot of fights right why is there other gyms out there that will chuck someone in the ring without being prepared um yeah like I've heard of some like just like stories from other gyms of I won't like mention who they are, obviously, yeah, but yeah, just yeah, like yeah. of of just like people sparring just right off the bat, which like if you want to do that, like good for you. But like I just uh, like just speaking about health in general, like I would like to keep my my health. I'm not going in obviously. there to get beat up, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, they, it's a, it's a really good gym, man. They're just really good people. They care about yeah. the fighters. So 26 starting boxing, or you said a year ago, so 25. Yeah. Is there part of you? that wants to do this almost to to prove to people that you can do it with cf or is it just out of plain interest you know what i'm gonna try this just because of who i am i think it's a bit of both man i've loved it but like um i just like there's a yeah there's a bigger part like that not even do with boxing but just about like just the lifestyle that i'm trying to live in terms of like fitness or like working out or just doing new stuff like boxing that like i just think it's important to not like set expectations on yourself and I think that's like, I'm not one that's going to like, um, like publicly put it out that I have CF. Like I, like my, my trainers at Bakken didn't even know until like literally like two months ago. So you don't bring it up in conversation. Oh God, no, I don't, I don't let it define me like that. But there's also a part that's like, uh, like I personally want to show like, say like young families or other people that are diagnosed with it, that like, Hey, like you can, you can live a normal life and you can like exceed and stuff. And like, because having a diagnosis of CF is like devastating to some younger families or some people that already have that's that are suffering. So it's like a part of it's like, yeah, I I, lo- I just love doing it anyways. Yeah. I, I get off on that stuff. I love trying new stuff and like boxing is just it's been humbling and just amazing so far. But it's also cool just to show people, you know, like what's possible. Uh, I mean, OK, you know? I, I noticed that you just mentioned families there in young families. So I automatically thought of money. Are the bills expensive for CF when it comes to, to medication or? So no. So like one of the great things just with the uh, medical coverage in Canada, 
it varies per province, but like we almost get all of our medications covered, which is freaking amazing. Wow. It's just like, and that's another very like humbling thing. Like when I go to pick up, I pick up like a lot of meds. Yeah. Like, uh, like I take like 50 pills a day, like three aerosols a day. 50 pills a day. Yeah. So like when you pick up these huge orders and like, it's like zero cost, it's just like, Jesus, man. Like that's, that's why, that's one reason I'm super thankful we were born here because it, well, this has a lot to do with it, but Canada has, has, I think the highest median age for, for CF expectancy. And a lot of that has to do with the fact, I think that we get our meds covered. Cause if you look like someone like the U S their median age is, is 10 years less than ours. Wait, say that again. Sorry. The, so like the, the expected median age. What does that mean? Median. Like so like the, the me- average, average age, okay, the average of, of what someone with CF is supposed to live, live, uh, live to. We have the highest here in the world. Just because we're, we have free medical care. Yeah, that plays a big part in it. Um, the research has been really good here, but just like, um, like yeah, contrasting that to the to I guess U.S. doesn't have the same coverage, and and their median age is ten years less than us, so that's a big factor right there. But then you think about even other countries that like maybe the conditions and like the lifestyle are are, are worse, and um, yeah, I mean that's it's a huge huge factor to have because those are life saving medications. Like I can't, I mean, those pills I take, I can't eat food without taking those, those break down all my food, those aerosols I'll take, that's like goes directly in my lungs and helps my lungs directly. And like, th- if I didn't have that stuff, man, like it would be like night and day. So how does it work for the pills? Like you're talking morning, lunch, dinner? Yes. Or before bed, you know? How, yeah. how, how? Uh, so like it depends what I'm taking, but like, so I take um, digestive enzymes. So I have to take those literally every time I eat. Just before a meal. Something yeah. Like that. Okay. yeah. They work best when you take them before. You can. There's a small window after, but like you should take them before. Mm. So I have to take like eight for meals. Was that tough as a kid taking those yeah, pills? Yeah, yeah. Remembering? It's, it's a huge thing, yeah. yeah. I, I remember I used to lose them. I used to buy so many pairs of sunglasses, but I'd lose them yeah. every time I put them on. And yeah. I couldn't imagine dealing with 50 pills at the age of 12. Yeah, so there was like, there's small ways you can get around that. My parents always used to like like break them open and like feed them in like super like, <laughs> like yogurt or something like that. Um... I'm so used to it now. That's, that's like, it's, smart. it's pretty normal. I know, eh? But like, yeah, like it's a big thing with people growing up is like, is it missing those? Cause that's such like a fundamental part to help to like our health. So like I take, um, I take those every time I eat, I take like a whopping amount of ibuprofen, like eight extra strength a day just for the inflammation in my lungs by itself. So like that's, and like I take those, like I don't need to take those every time I eat. I just take them like split out like twice between the day. Which is a little different than the enzymes, but how many hours and uh, how many hours do you sleep at night? Uh, eight or uh, eight usually. Okay, yeah. so let's, there's nothing changed in the in the in the sleeping routine. No, it's like it it is recommended that people with CF get like more than average people because like our bodies are like working overtime with all this like thick mucus in our lungs. Do you do yoga? Uh, I have, but like not for like not for not CF purposes. Yeah, purposes? just like just like for mobility stuff. Like I've always. Yeah. So how do you find, like, are you are you looking for extra energy throughout the day or do you find that the pills wear you down? Do you find that you have pills that pick you up? I'm just, um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around 50 pills. Yeah, minute, so like, you know? well, the pills themselves, I guess, don't directly reflect the energy, but like taking digestive enzymes, I guess. Yeah. If you didn't take them, you wouldn't even absorb, I wouldn't even absorb food. So like just getting like the nutrients and like energy from food, mm. that's a huge part of it. But like. I don't know. There's like, there's, there's days like, like I'm way more fatigued. And then I'll, like, I'll just take like pre-workout before I go to the gym just cause like, um, 
like either like the the gym or boxing like it just like since I'm more fatigued man I just need that extra little kick if I'm working all day you know like yeah like other people do but it's just a little more for me I'm always just a little more tired so what do you do for your nine to five uh, so I work as a project coordinator for Ellis Dawn. They're like a construction management company. Okay. So like they built like the library and the convention center and things like that. How long were you, how long have you been with them for? Um, so I worked, uh, three years in university as a student and okay. then almost like two and a half, three years now. You like it? Yeah, it's good, man. It's a good job for now. Yeah. I don't, I definitely don't, don't think it's probably going to be my career, but like I'm really fortunate and lucky to have it now. So that's cool. Yeah, man. I remember you just, uh, I don't remember, you just mentioned um, about the youth and the CF. Mm-hmm. Do you ever talk to kids? Like, what's the community like here in, uh, in Nova Scotia or Atlantic Canada? Do you ever yeah, so go like, mode, like public speak, I guess? Yeah, so like, I, um, it's cool. Like, I've, I've had a lot of really cool public speaking opportunities. Like, I've done, uh, you've heard of Shinerama? Yeah, yes. It's like a big, a big CF fundraiser that like all the universities do. Dal, Smu, uh, yeah, I've definitely heard Vincent, of Vincent. Yeah, they yeah, all, yeah. they each have like a shine day they call it. So like I've done the kickoff speech at, at that a few times. That's cool. But that's like that's more of like a university crowd. <clears throat> um, you ever heard of Long Summer Nights? Is that a movie? No, it's an awesome fundraiser in the summer. That's like lawn bowling. Oh, that thing. Yeah, it's yeah, sick. yeah. It's actually it's the funnest event and uh, where everyone wears white. Yeah, it's the white night uh, event. Yeah, and so like. Um, I'm like, uh, I like co-hosted it last year and, and speak at it every year Sick. and just do like smaller public speaking stuff on the side. But like, um, yeah, no, it just, it's important to share my side of the story Yeah, because I feel like on like a spectrum, like of people living with CF, like, um, it's, it's really good hearing from people that are like sick uh, really sick and like different than me because you get that perspective yeah but then i think it's also good hearing from the other side of the story yeah like i said like someone that I mean it's like a little healthier yeah um just get that message out there of like like i said kind of what's possible and cool yeah um have you done any traveling uh yeah man quite a bit yeah where have you been uh lately or in general so you, I feel like you're smirking like it was a stupid question i no, asked have you asked no, like, have you traveled I, like well just not, not like that recently i just like like the last big trip I took, I went to Colombia and uh, Galapagos Islands, which is so super you've so badass. you've been around the world. Yeah, I did um, an exchange in Dal to Australia, which is super badass. Where's your favorite place you've been? Uh, oh, that's a tough question to answer. Yeah, it is. Galapagos was like um, amazing just because the wildlife. Yeah, like if you like wildlife and stuff, like you're swimming with like because all the animals are are tame because like they're not used to humans, I guess. Yeah. So like you're swimming with like sharks and like sea lions and they're like coming super close to you. Have you ever seen a giraffe? No. That's on the bucket list though. I want I think that's my favorite like animal. A, like a safari or a African safari. If I die and come back to life, I want to come back to life as a giraffe. Yeah. I feel like that's my personality. <laughs> what about decks? a zebra? Have you ever seen a zebra? Oh yeah. A zebra, that'd be cool. Yeah. What about a rhino? Yeah, dude, a rhino would be badass. Um Australia was sick too, because like that was that was different than like a normal trip because I was over there for school, which yeah. was like cool in its own way. You know, you can like yeah. kind of get used to the lifestyle over there. Yeah. So that was super badass. The Aussies are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I feel they're Probably just like Canadians. They're off. like Canadians. Yeah, they're hilarious. Yes, yeah, so that was cool. You ever see kangaroo over there? Dude, we had kangaroo kangaroos on our campuses every day. They were what? just like if we were staying in dorm rooms, we'd have like kangaroos just outside our doors. Aren't they like aggressive animals? Yeah, they can attack you. Yeah. Have you guys, has one ever attacked you? No, thankfully. I just <laughs> keep <laughs> no. my distance. Yeah. One, the first time I saw one, I remember I was like just trying to, it was like in the evening and I tried to sneak up and take like a selfie with the kangaroos in the back. But like on a selfie camera, you can't really tell how close they are. So I was like getting way too close. 
So what so happened? Was, no, nothing happened. I was just nervous as hell. Did you get the picture? Oh yeah, but it, like, <laughs> it kind of sucked because I was like, just like sketched out the whole time. But that's sick. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, where else? Costa Rica. Um, you surf? I have. I'm not a good surfer. Yeah, me neither. I suck at like, it. Like <laughs> the weirdest thing is like I've surfed when I've gone away more than I've surfed here. Does that make sense? Like, Say that again. You've surfed so more. Like, I've surfed more when I've gone away to like nicer places like Australia oh, and like yeah, that makes Costa sense. Rica and Bali. But then like I'll never surf back here. I don't know why. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no offense nicer. to Nova Scotian surfers, but yeah. I'm sure surfing in Costa Rica is better than here. Yeah. Like I would love to do it more here. I just, I don't know, for some reason I haven't. I tried it once here and I got stuck in a, not a current, but a... Like a riptide? Like a, I didn't go down, but like, you know... What am I trying to yeah, say? You get pulled is, out. It, is it a riptide? Uh, I feel like a riptide is a thing that like sucks you down. Yeah, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. Current. Is it a current? So I was, essentially, I was trying to paddle back in. And you got pulled out really far. And I got pulled out real far. Yeah, it's scary as hell. And then I was by <laughs> myself. It was freezing. I, for some reason, I went in November. My dad's, a di- my dad's a diver, so he has like a, a wetsuit back there. Yeah. So I just took it. And I was like, you know what? This summer, I woke up at like 5 a.m. I went out. I thought I was going to have a life-changing, life-changing experience. And really, I just got cold. I had a great day, but it was a little scary. Yeah. But yeah. if I was ever down in Australia or Costa Rica. It oh, seems yeah. nice. Man, surfing is a, is a humbling, humbling thing to do, though, yeah. yeah. But I hear um, as soon as you catch your first wave, you're either addicted or it's just not for you. Yeah. Did you have that experience? Yeah. it's Man, mind you, I'm not a surfer. I actually suck at it. I still haven't caught a wave, so don't yeah, worry. But like the times I've gotten up on like the worst, smallest waves, <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> that hasn't been amazing. Yeah, it's been a good feeling. So yeah. that's sick. Yeah. How long were you in Australia for? Uh five months. Five months. That's yeah. a good that's a good period of time. Dude, yeah, it was the funnest. It was like one of the best experiences and like and things I've done. It was just super cool. Getting out of your comfort zone and like going over there by yourself and meeting a bunch of cool people and I was on a pass fail, which was so sweet. Wait, what? Say that again? Like a pass fail in school. Oh, there's no A, B, C, D. Yeah, there's no grades. You just pass your course and that's Did you pass? That. Yeah. <laughs> but it just gives you more like more freedom to like do stuff, you know? Cause, like, In what sense? What, what, what Freedom to do what? Travel. Around Australia? Yeah, get out and do stuff. You're not so committed to school. It's just you can have like an overall experience that's like way more worthy than being like a, like just going at the books all day. Is the education system different over there in Australia than Canada? It must be. Uh, no, no, it's pretty similar, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just nice, like, after having, like, five years in school to be able to, like, kind of, like, I wouldn't say screw off, but, like, just, like, have a, a, lay, a more laid-back semester, and it's a really cool spot where you could do a lot of cool things. Did you van around uh, Australia at all? Uh, yeah, so I had, I had two buddies that came down from Halifax. Who? Do I know them? Uh, do you know Louis Martin? I know Louie. I played lacrosse no against way. them. Yes, yeah. I know Louie. Yeah, so like... I know his older brother, Joe, yeah, better. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, all the Martin boys. Yeah. Um, Louie, and then uh, one of our other buddies, Eric McNeil. I don't know if you know him. He's, he's good buddies with Louie. Okay. Just went to high school with him, but... So they came down, and we, we rented a van and did like a 21-day road trip from Sydney on the East Coast all the way up to Cairns, which is like north uh, north on the East Coast. So like pretty much like the whole East Coast in so the van. Sydney's here and then Cairns like up here. Yeah, Cairns is like tropical, like north. Past Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne South actually. Oh, is it? So Cairns is like like top north, like okay, great, cool. like right where the Great Barrier Reef is pretty much. Cool. So we did like a twenty eight day road trip in a van, which is so so fun. Like a lot of people like a lot of people envy that. Yeah. Most people can't do that. Yeah. And you got to do it. 
Yeah, pretty surreal experience. I was like some of the best memories there. Did you go over to uh, New Zealand? No, man, I wish. I want to see the red, uh, red, blacks. What are they called? Red, White, red, uh, red backs. Red backs. No, no, sorry, no, all blacks. All blacks. We're talking about like the CFL team. Yeah, no, yeah. The, I was like red blacks. The auto. No, I want to see the all yeah. blacks play. Yeah, we saw some pro rugby when we were in Australia. Did you? I've yeah. never seen a rugby game other than high school. Dude, that it was. Count. It's crazy. Is it? It's like American football over there. What is it like tailgating stuff? Uh, yeah, just like the fans are crazy, like. Australian rules football is even crazier than rugby there. You've heard about that? No. Aussie rules football? No. Never heard about that? What's that? Man, it's this, it's this sport you play in like, an, it's like in an oval. Like cricket? No, it's like, it's like an oval. Well, an oval. It's or... like an oval field with like goalposts like NFL. And it's, it's like a mix of rugby, but you can, you can dribble the ball, but the ball is oval. And it's full contact. It's the craziest sport. Actually, you, you know what? Have I have heard of it. I yeah. had a buddy that I was staying with in LA and mm-hmm. Airbnb. He was from Australia. It's crazy. And he played that game, or his brother played that it's game. It's crazy. Show me highlights. Yeah. It's like a mix of like soccer, like football, and rugby. Because the guys, like, you run a crazy distance in the, in the game, too, because the field's huge. But it's like full contact. You can pitch the ball backwards, but kick it forwards. It's like. Wow, I couldn't follow it, but it was like the it's like the biggest thing over there. So bigger you, than rugby. You never played rugby. I played rugby. I was yeah. gonna say you got the body for a rugby <laughs> yeah. player. Short and stock. Yeah, yeah. I played rugby over there. Oh, did for you? For the school, yeah. Just on like a just like an intramural team, but it was it was fun. What sport do the girls like most there over in Australia? AFL. Really, I would Aus- I would have guessed surfers. No, they like Aussie rules football. Boys. Really? Yeah, because they're like they're like tall and lean. That's the big <laughs> thing over there. So I was hated. I was like short and stocky. <laughs> Yeah, you got no girls over no. there. <laughs> no, like unless I played AFL, but I, I couldn't play AFL anyway. It's too much running. <laughs> That's sick, man. Yeah. No, I remember seeing uh, yeah, the guy out in LA. I forget his name. You showed me highlights of it. It looks sick. It's crazy. It's chaos though. I like. It's hard to tell what's going on to be honest with you, but it's a cool sport. That's how I feel about NFL football. I don't know what's going on in the plays and shit. Yeah. Do you watch NFL football? Just the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I only watch it for the food. Yeah. Do you, you watch the NFL? You watch it for the parties. Sure. The, the Super Bowl parties. Yeah, the, the Super food, Bowl. Yeah. Well, I just like food. The whole the... atmosphere, yeah. Do you watch NFL? Yeah, a lot, man. I'm a big NFL fan. I, your... I, I grew up playing football, too, so. Who's your team? Oh, the Cowboys, man. I don't know. Is that good or bad? I don't know. People hate them. People America's love them. team? Yeah. Just my grandfather liked them. My dad liked them. So I, just, I had no choice. That's like me with the Montreal Canadiens. I, yeah. I was born into it. Yeah, my, my dad's from Montreal, so he's a big Canadiens fan. My dad's from Montreal, too. Oh, shit. Where, what neighborhood did he grow up in? Dorval? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where it is. but he's, My dad grew up in a neighborhood. It was actually a Jewish neighborhood. I'm not Jewish. Right next to the Olympic Stadium. Ever been to the Olympic Stadium? Um, like No. The, I haven't. I've seen it, though. I've been to Montreal before, but never to the actual stadium. Have you ever been to a Montreal Expos game when you were younger? Not Expos game. I didn't at an Alouette's game. Would they have played at the Olympic Stadium? The Alouette's? Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, maybe maybe I've been there. I think they play at McGill now. Mm-hmm. But they they didn't they used to play at the yeah, but yeah. They, they couldn't fill it up, so it just looked bad for yeah, TV. Yeah, it was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember being younger, and uh, I never went to school camps here in Halifax because my grandparents lived in Montreal, and they're just like, well, it's a good experience for Justin, so they just shipped me up to Montreal. Uh, for the summers when I was younger, and my grandfather had season tickets for the Expos, so you know baseball, MLB. I like the I like the MLB, but they'll they'll have back to back games. So I remember a huge chunk of my childhood was at the Olympic Stadium, just watching yeah. the Montreal Expos play. Yeah, that's so cool. And that's why I fell in love with the city. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's a cool experience in general to have like that kind of sports teams when you're younger. 
Do you ever, I know you ski and snowboard. You ever been to Mont-Tremblant or do you snowboard? Uh, I used to freestyle ski a lot, like uh, compete. You ever been to Mont-Tremblant? Yeah, a few times. Tremblant's awesome, man. God. Just the whole like, the skiing isn't isn't the best exclusively, but the whole, you go for like the atmosphere, like the whole lodge, the bars are Walking great. Walking around. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's like, a, it's like a little like, it's like a smaller version of Whistler almost, you know? It's I like, love ski trips. Yeah. Never been on, I've been on like maybe one or two, but. The best. You ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? I have. That's kind of what got me hooked. I was um I was at the mountain where they filmed it uh, just for Christmas. Where? Fernie. Where? Fernie, out in BC. There's like one scene where they're going through the town and all the windows are boarded up. Yeah. And they like and like where that hot tub is, but like it's iconic. Like Fernie's like an iconic like ski mountain out west. Yeah. So like yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine though. Yeah. Is it a sick resort? Uh yeah, but it's like it's not as like touristy as like Banff. So it's like more kind of like hardcore skiers go there. Do you spend time out west? Uh, I have just for skiing, but I got two step siblings that live out there now. That's sick. Out in Fernie, yeah. So like we go out to visit them. That's a great thing about family that uh, gets around. I know, yeah. Just everywhere. Family trips out west, yeah. I lived in Vancouver for a year, year and a half. Year and a half. You great, like it? great. I like it. It's expensive, but yeah. if you can afford to live out there, I oh man. Did you go to Whistler at all when you were there? I didn't, man. Yeah. I did not Shit. just, uh, I was so poor. Yeah. Like, just, I could barely get to the grocery store to get food, man. Yeah, that's hard. It's tough. Yeah. But I still got a buddy that lives out there and uh, I went up and saw him and I think last six months ago. Anyway, still didn't get there, but I just, I love out west. I lived on Vancouver Island for a bit too. Yeah. Dad's yeah. in the military. My, my grandparents that passed away used to live in Vancouver and I have like some memories about going there and going to like Stanley Park. Oh yeah. And that, uh. That like, what do you call it, down the waterfront there? Some museum, it's... Granville Island? Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of beaches mm-hmm. downtown too, which is cool. Yeah, I just have like small memories of it, but like, yeah, Vancouver's a sweet city. Questionable, back to the pills, sorry to bring it up again. Let's go back to the pills, shoot your shot. Traveling through planes. Dude, shit show, traveling with all those meds. Yeah, how does that work through security? Uh, Man, not, like, security doesn't... Like, usually I'll check them. I'll take, like, enough in my carry-on that'll last me, like, a day or two. But, like, for example, when I went to Australia, I had to bring, like, four months of meds, and it filled up one whole goddamn suitcase of meds. And I had to bring that through customs. It was a total nightmare. So every time you go to the airport, you probably have to go, like, two hours early, yeah? Yeah, well, it's, like, it's usually not a big issue, because, like, I don't know how they do it. They never ask me about it unless it didn't, like, unless I go away for that long. Um, When I went to Cuba, that was a different story, like... That was a total shit show trying to get meds in there. And like, I have like a, a, a machine I do my aerosols with and like, they didn't know what the hell that was. So it was like that. I had a lot of trouble in Cuban specifically, but like, I don't have troubles in, in other airports. It's more or less just a hassle of like preparing everything to bring. And like one of the, one of my medications has to be refrigerated. So I got to pack it with like an ice pack. And like, when I get to the destination, put it in the fridge and like all this stuff. <laughs> So it's like, it's not so much of a nuisance in like terms of like, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. It's just like the general, just like, pre- like preparation of like making sure you get the numbers right and like give enough and packing it. And like, you sound like you're all down about it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> you sound like a, a sad puppy It's right a pain now. in the ass, but like, it's necessary. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're used to it though now. Yeah. You know, but are, are you? I am. It are is you? what it is. That's, that's normal for me. Take a whole, I'll take a whole suitcase full of meds. For one trip. That's just, yeah. That's great. A whole I suitcase. I need that stuff, yeah. To go to Australia, a whole suitcase. A whole, like, a whole, I had like a duffel bag with like, it was like a ski bag, so it was like 
a suitcase on the bottom with like a zip on duffel bag up top. Yeah. And the whole bottom was all medications. And like, I, I even stripped it out of like, it comes in like boxes almost like, yeah. and I, I took it all out of the boxes and stripped it down. And it was, it was still a whole suitcase worth. It was wild, man. Um, I'll show you a picture after this. I have a picture of the suitcase. Yeah, I got to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's like so many medications. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this summer, are you going anywhere? Any plans? Traveling? Yeah. Um, I might be going somewhere in April. My my brother just moved to New Zealand, actually, earlier this year. So and you might be able to go see the All Blacks. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a van. Or, he just got bought a van. He's doing like what we were just talking about earlier. So like we're we've been talking about like either going down... Either going to New Zealand or going somewhere down there, okay. like to like Indonesia or like, I, like I'll probably go down for two weeks. So like it's uh, I shouldn't say only two weeks. It's pretty sweet, anyways. But <laughs> um, I'd rather like do New Zealand if I had more time. Yeah, like do it authentically like he's doing. That's the so, thing about traveling that far. It's like when you, when you said you went to Australia for mm-hmm. five months, I'm like it's perfect. Exactly. You don't want to go to Australia for a couple weeks. No, you get there, you're jet lagged for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I just feel like something bigger like that. I'll take more time sometime to do it, hopefully. But, like, if I go somewhere in April, uh, it'll be just be, like, somewhere else. But, like, I love being here for the summer anyways. Like, you probably agree that, like, you what, you wait around here eight months a year just because our summers are so good? June. Or even May. Eh, maybe not May. June, July, August, even a bit of September. Yeah, September's amazing. September, yeah. probably one of the best months yeah. here. So, it's like, I'm not going away in the summer. Like, yeah, I want to be around for all those weekends and as much time as you can here at least. Where you where do you live at? Uh, just like South End, Victoria, and on Victoria Road. Okay. Where, where are your parents from? They're from here, just out in Tantallon. Also, oh, you guys are like Lake Country out there. Yeah, like or like Beach Country. Beach Country. Yeah, just out in like St. Margaret's Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah. You like you like uh, I like Hubbard's. Yeah, it's actually like pretty close to there. Is it? Yeah, gorgeous beaches down there. So it's it's a sweet spot. You ever go to the Shore Club? I went there for Halloween this year. Give me your most memorable night at Shore Club. I'll give you mine after. I've only been there a couple times. Uh, most memorable night was one I couldn't really remember, and that was this Halloween. Who's and playing? I, uh, man, if you can remember. I don't remember who was playing. I was dressed like a raccoon that got into the compost, and I uh, got thrown out pretty early, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> but I've been to like some Matt Mays concerts there, too. Same, Matt and, like, Mays. I was going to say some of the most memorable ones have been like hitting a cottage before. Matt Mays and Melatones. Yeah, Matt Mays puts on such a sick show there. It's always like sold out. Hits like three nights in a row down there. First night I was ever there was the Melatones, and they went up for probably an hour. And then they took a break, and I couldn't find my friends. It was the first time I'm in the Shore Club. It's it's a small place, but at the same time, it's kind of a big place. Yeah, well, it's Once, confusing too, almost. You, you have know? no idea. So I'm in there, and it was the first time I ever took a weed brownie. So I'm in there, kind of freaking out, kind of drunk. I got a story for you after this. Don't know what's going on. So you know what I do? I see a microphone up on stage. I get up on stage, get into the mic. Alex, you kind of look like Matt Mays if you cut his hair. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So I get up on the mic. I'm like, Alex, Ben, Kevin, where are you guys? And then I just see them put their hands up. Belly as my nickname, Belly. So yeah. I go, Belly. And then I just dropped the mic and I saw security coming behind me. I was like, sorry, I was just looking for my friends. I found them and went back and found That's my buddies. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, I'll take, I saw the I'll mic. take that tip next time. Yeah. What's your What's your story? Oh man, it's just you mentioned weed brownie. I remember one like the first time I had a weed brownie. It has It has to do with my pills actually, my CF. Okay. So like I have to take those pills every time I eat to digest. Yeah. And we like first time I I can't smoke because my lungs right. Yeah. So like first time we did a weed brownie, I didn't take my pills with it, because like I didn't I didn't even think about it right because I was like they're just a little snack. Yeah. But like I need the pills to digest fats, complex carbs and proteins, and like brownie has brownies have a ton of fat in them. 
And so like and so like I eat the brownie, it doesn't get digested properly, so the weed doesn't get digested properly. So like straight up, like it didn't even hit me for a while because it was all screwed up my system anyways. And when it hit me, I was like straight up like high for like three days. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I'd like go to school days. the next day. I was like texting my friends. It's like, when is this gonna wear off? Like, this is just, it's like not fun. Because <laughs> I was just like, it, just the weed didn't get like processed properly through my system. Where did this happen at? Nightmare. Just out of like a buddy's apartment, like a sketchy apartment on God. Oh, I thought I thought it happened at the or Shore like a, Club. Oh no, <laughs> I wish that'd be a good sh- Shore Club story. That's hilarious. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being that because being high off a of weed brownie is a lot different than. Oh, I guess you've never smoked weed. No, like I vaporized it a few times before, but like that was the first time I did anything weed related, anyways. Yeah. So I didn't know what it was like. So yeah, it was. Pretty... What about drinking alcohol? Can you drink? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm supposed to take like pills again, like with like alcohol, because it like has like carbs in it, right? But uh, like that's 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 really not an issue. What's the diet like for you? Like you're a vegetarian, you can eat. Meat, no, I you can... I eat pretty much everything. I just like for my own personal reasons. So like, I guess I don't know if you want to dive into this at all, but um, so basically like a CF diet prescribed originally because we don't absorb nutrients, like I was saying with the pills. Um, so like we're supposed to eat an extremely high caloric diet. What does caloric mean? Like high calories. So like a lot of pasta. Well, like just like. Like a caloric dense food, like you go to McDonald's that has a shitload of calories, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Don't, so don't like, you want that? Yeah. So like, I mean, we're told from the get go to eat like the most high caloric stuff because we're not absorbing a lot of calories in. So like to maintain, maintain your weight for CF. Yeah. They're just like, man, smash as much stuff as you can because like, because it's not going to get all in there. Like, and if you don't eat a lot, you're going to like a lot of people see it for like underweight and like skinny. So a huge struggle just maintaining weight. So like you're told from the get-go to eat a, a ton, a ton of calories. But like like I'm a little different. I used to do that growing up because I, I didn't have a hard time putting on weight. But I just did it anyways because like just growing up, you just want to maintain a healthy weight, right? Yeah. But like lately, I don't really eat like that anymore because I more or less eat like now for like performance and like working out and stuff. And like, I don't know, I, I feel like... With CF now, like eating, I still eat a lot of food because I need all those calories. Yeah. But I try to get it through like good, like whole sources of foods pretty much. Like I won't eat a lot of fast food. Like I have a pretty clean diet, but I feel like not only is that like good, like for for performance wise, like working out or in the gym, but like I also feel like because my body's already compromised, like I should be giving it the best chance to feel good, you know, with like correct food nutrition. Mm. And then it just like, I think about too, like, um, like, if I was eating, like, how I was kind of told to eat with all this, like, just eat as much food as you can, fast food, processed stuff, just, like, how you would feel differently on that, you know? That's interesting. Yeah. It's just, like, I've kind of taken, like, a different approach to it, but to more or less fuel my workouts and stuff, because I'm really into, like, working out and boxing and lifting mm-hmm. weights. But um, it's just, like, yeah, like I said before, you think, like, just a good nutrition would make your your body anyways if it's sick feel better like and your mind too yeah exactly it makes everything feel better so why not like why not eat better if you, if you i don't know about you but like these past couple years probably yeah 25 26 i've noticed a lot more about what i put into my body especially alcohol totally you know you have two beer and the next day you'll kind of feel it especially with food too you you have a big mac meal you feel like shit oh yeah right man. after i would slam that like you're probably the same as me like in high school you would i would slam that stuff before i'd like go to football practice high school you know you probably crush on the weekend 
crush 18 beer on Saturday Dude. night, eat McDonald's all night, wake up Sunday morning at 6 a.m. for your shift at 7 and just kind of feel a little whatever. No, I'm talking high school. Like, I'd yeah. be like, you know, I'd, okay, I'll be able to do it. If you do that now, you don't even think about it. Dude, you're gone for like three days. You're done for your... And that's probably the one thing that pushes me away from all that is just not being able to be productive the next day. Because yeah. if there's any time I'm in a funk or I get depressed or it's just like, not depressed, but just not myself, no, it's yeah. just because I'm not being productive. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think that's the reason for most people. Yeah, like 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 you said, like you're more conscious of it now. Like, like usually like I have to walk a pretty fine line between like how, like, because like obviously when you're, when you're drinking and partying hard, like you're... You're getting like for me, I get like really run down if you get hung over. Mm. And like that's when I can become really sick. So like I had like a like a lot of bad experience not bad experience, but a lot of like kind of like learning experiences when I was in high school and early early university. Cause I'd get like I would I would like you said, like drink like all weekend long. But then like man, my my I would get so sick. My body would just be so run down, so tired. I'd that's when I'd catch the lung infections. So now it's like much more just like just like like just doing it like sporadically. Like if you got, if I got, if I, if it's a, a good event or something like that, I'll say it for that. But it's like, I, like you said, I got to be much more conscious now. Cause like, just like one big night for me, like health can go like downhill like that. Right. So. Mm. At least you're aware of it. Yeah. We have to be. There's no, there's no other option. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're coming up on an hour here. Almost nine or what time is it? Nine thirty. man. That actually yeah, flew by. Um, what are you doing the rest of the night? Man, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta maybe just like eat some food and then I, I gotta work in the morning. So what are you gonna eat? Man, it's gonna be something fast. It's gonna be like some Greek yogurt or smoothie or something. I'm not making any any food tonight, it's too late. Well, like you said, you gotta get those 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 hours in. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. What about you? You got a plan tonight? Tonight I'm just gonna edit this podcast. I'll put it out tomorrow morning or tonight. I don't know, just do a little bit of work. Yeah. I have trouble sleeping if I don't. If I know there's work that has to be done, it's hard for me to sleep. I yeah, what do you do? For, what do you do for work? Because you said you stay up like till like one every night. I do this, man. Like uh, the That's good. Cool, the good thing about the podcast game is that it's an uh, international market. People in Japan are listening to this. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you don't want to. You want to run advertising from uh, a company based in Minnesota because for some reason people in Minnesota are listening to this. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you'll fire off emails. Hey, do you guys want to get involved in the high button? I'd love to talk. And, you know, I've done sales emails for advertising on this at 10 o'clock at night because someone in the other part of the world, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's an international market and it this must, is, this is all I do. It must be going good though, man. That's, I mean, if you can do this yeah. and like, you, you like, like you said, you enjoy it. I mean, that's a cool lifestyle yeah. right there. It is. It's just, you don't really think about it doing well. It's you don't really like sit and go. Oh, this is going well. You just kind of like do it, and then sometimes you look back and you're like, "Oh, look at all that work I did." Yeah. You just kind of look forward to yeah. it. It's not like, I guess so. Yeah, I got to learn to. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, last minute is yours if you want to say hi to family, friends, uh, dog. Your He's brother. on the spot, man. What? Uh, last minute's yours. Do it. Do what you want. Last minute's mine. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for everyone for listening. Um, if you guys want to find anything else more about cystic fibrosis, cancer, any lifestyle stuff, follow me at, on Instagram at uh, one word, the cough monster, all lowercase. Um, what else? Yeah, cystic fibrosis, man. It's, uh, it's Canada's most fatal genetic disease right now. Um, so some kids and 
and adults could really use everyone's help. So if you want to find out more or donate, you can visit Cystic Fibrosis Canada. And um, yeah, shout out my family, man, taking good care of me, keeping me healthy as I was young. They're the real MVPs. And thank you for you for having me on, man. It was uh, a blast just talking and I love doing this stuff. So thank you. Awesome, man. I'm happy to have you here. Come back next time. Uh, next time you have more stories for me. Yeah, cheers, man. Thank Unreal. you. Everyone listening, thank you very much for your support. You know what to do. Go to our all of our social media outlets, like, subscribe, comment, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. We're out. Peace, guys.
soul.